It's the Rick Daniels Podcast. How you doing? Now, I skim off my KIZN Afternoon Show interview with Lanco's Trip Howell. He'll be on the episode to talk about uh, their upcoming show January 17th right here in Boise. And we also talk about a few things regarding the band's success, also Trip's terrible tweeting habits, and we talk about each little unknown thing about the band member you may have never heard before. It's right here on the Rick Daniels Podcast. Here we go. Kiss to 92.3. What's going on, Rick? You doing good, man? I'm doing well, man. How are you? How's the uh, tour treating you? Oh, man, it is, uh, it's incredible. We're, uh, we're on the second leg of it right now, and it just, keep, it just keeps getting crazier and crazier. We, we're having so much fun. Uh, everyone's bringing the energy. Uh, uh, we're, we're, we're thrilled, man. We, we, we've had a lot of fun with this tour, so uh, we're excited to head your way here. I think it's next week, I believe. Hey, what is the, uh, the biggest thing you've learned from having your first headlining tour? What, what are some of the things that you didn't know that you know now? You know, I think it's been the first time uh, in our career that we didn't have to hurry up, that we could kind of take our time and, and, and give people the full experience of Lanco. Uh, because, you know, most of the time we'll be opening for someone and they'll be like, you have 25 minutes or 30 minutes or 45 minutes or whatever it is. And uh, this has kind of been the first time where we could show you some of our musical influences and play you some of them while also playing the whole record. So, um I think it's I think it's been incredible. We we've we, in the beginning we were like you know it's your first headline tour. We we're like, is anybody going to show up? Uh, is you know what is <laughs> we even have fans? You know like and uh, after the first couple shows and, and the rooms were just packed and people were amped about it. It was like all right, we don't have to worry about this. This is this is going to be a fun tour. Uh, and so we've just kind of relaxed and, and and been able to enjoy ourselves playing music. I love your guys' sound. Um, it's got that twang in it, but it, it it just keeps you moving when we listen to one of your songs here at the station. Can you kind of tell me what inspired you guys to the sound that you have right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the, it's, so it's just five different guys. We're all a band, and the interesting thing about us is uh, we all absolutely love country music. You know, that's, that was kind of what we were all rooted in. It's what we grew up with. Uh, but we all ha- we have this love for alternative music for pop music uh so we we kind of you know we're we're all over the place when it comes to uh what we like and some of our influences but what's cool is we all believe in the song so we'll take a song and uh you know eric may have a new uh guitar riff that he wants to try out and or i may have something new on the drum sounding and it just becomes this thing that is uh, it doesn't sound quite like anybody else but it still sounds like a band you know what i mean when we get in the studio, we're not necessarily focused on, you know, making sure it sounds a certain way. We're just playing, and we're and and that's that's a big thing about us is we do we kind of love get messing around in the studio and trying to come up with something new sounding. You know, as you were uh, talking about your sound there, the light bulb went off in my head. I know how to describe you now. You remind me of a country version of Imagine Dragons. Oh, yeah, that's awesome, man, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we like them. We like them a lot. We like them, the Killers, uh, 
Coldplay, Kings of Leon. We we have influences like that for sure. Okay, let's talk about your number one hits. You know, we always got to bring that up because that is a huge accomplishment in any band or, or artist career. Greatest Love Story. Can you just talk about that song a little bit and how it came about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can remember so we had just started the band probably about five or six years ago. and We were sitting on the back porch of the place that we, we kept practice. I think it was one of the dudes' college house. And we'd learned three or four songs and we were like, we're slowly putting together a show. You know, we wanted to like find a show in Nashville and just play one on the weekend. But we didn't have enough songs yet. And so Brandon brought this song. He was like, you know, uh, I just finished this song this afternoon. I don't know if it'll work or not. I'm not sure about it. And he starts with that riff on Greg's Love Story. And I remember thinking... Oh my gosh, this is incredible. I mean, it hit me so incredibly hard on that back porch. And at the time, we were like, we don't know if anything's going to happen, but we're going to just keep making music. And the cool thing about that song, we went in and jammed it that night, and you could just feel the energy in the room. Like, it was it was like something really cool had happened. We just created some piece of art. And, and the cool thing about that song, the night that we first played it and first put, the, put it together, it hasn't changed. You know, a lot of songs, when you go in the studio, they'll kind of change a lot, or they might sound like a different song when it comes out. This one sounded the exact same from the first night we played it to the night we to the day we recorded it. So that's that's really cool for us. The first time I heard that song, I had heard uh, unlike Long Live Tonight, where there's just this melody, it, it makes you tap your toes when you're in the studio or when you're in the car, you're bobbing your head up and down because you love the groove of it. Greatest Love Story, the first time I heard it, it's, it's one of the few songs I've ever heard where that rhythm you have in the song makes you pay attention to the lyrics. Right, right. Brandon wrote that. It, you know, he'd just come up with that little thing, and um, it it was one of those things that we we messed around with it that night, and I was like, we were like, I think this is just a simple song, you know? Like, I don't think that it needs much, and, and we never put a whole lot in it because I think it speaks for itself. The song's so freaking good. Uh, and, and Brandon, you know, at the time, a lot of people say, dude, Brandon, why, why didn't you write with, you know, bigger songwriters? You got to realize we were like five, you know, kids that didn't know anyone in Nashville. We had all just moved there and, and, and simultaneously met. And we had started this group. There wasn't, you know, there wasn't, we didn't know anybody at the time. So, you know, he just, he was just writing in his room because he was bored one day, you know, that's, <laughs> that's kind of how we started. And, and it's cool, man. It's cool to see what that song's done for our career. We're, we're su- super thankful and um, we enjoy playing it every night as well. So, Well, congratulations. That song, Greatest Love Story, has been certified platinum twice. That is also a terrific accomplishment. I, I'm so happy for you guys uh, in that manner. Thanks so much, Rich. Let's move on to the band. Let's move on to the band. I read an article in Country Living that you guys did recently where it says you guys are all friends first, so you've got to know a lot about each other as much as you travel together. So tell me right. something about each band member, including yourself, that fans don't really know about. All right. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think about cool things for Hopefully everyone. Hopefully no skeletons come uh, out of the closet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying not to throw anyone under under the uh, table here. No, I'm kidding. Jared, actually, he's like a producer. He works on tracks and stuff like that. And he's really, really good at coming up with really cool-sounding things <laughs> that people may never hear, but it's, it's it's all on his computer. It's really cool. Eric, phenomenal. Like, he, he used to work in a wood shop, but he can just about fix anything. But he's built, like, his old amps he, he, that he, we used to travel with, he built them as well as his guitar case all and it looked professionally done and he built it for like half the price which is you know crazy he's, he's phenomenal he builds like all sorts of things you can kind of 
follow his Instagram and see what he does, but pretty cool. We'll see. That's pretty impressive to be able to build a guitar case. <laughs> yeah, dude, it, it, it was absolutely nuts. I mean, like, he had he built this case where he could put five or six guitars in it, and it had wheels, and it had, like, he even had, like, horns on the inside, like, oh. you know, old cow horns and, and cowhide on the inside of it. It was incredible. Let's see. Uh, Chandler is a really good songwriter. He he has a, a publishing deal and with Sony ATV and uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and, and he writes a lot of cool songs. Brandon is a, is a workhorse, and, you know, I don't, a lot of people may not know this about him. You know, he works hard on stage, and he works just hard off stage. You know, he's always thinking of new ideas and thinking of uh, how we're going to make our show better, how we're going to make our songs better, how we're going to make our, you know, writing better. And uh, just constantly that his brain is going. I mean, we're up, you know, a lot, we've been writing for a new record, and, and um, we're up to like <laughs> seven in the morning every night on the back of this bus writing songs for that. So, uh, uh, he's an absolute workhorse, and uh, I like to fish. So, <laughs> <laughs> you seem like the simple man of the group. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty simple. I like to have a good time. I like to play music and uh, fish. So there you have it. I got that impression before you joined us on the hotline here uh, because I googled your name, Trip. Yeah, and that can that could be a good thing and a bad thing. So the first thing that pops up in Google search for your name is Twitter. And in the subject line, it says, I suck at tweeting. Can you tell us more about that? <laughs> yes, I am absolutely terrible at social media. I um, And it's not, you know, we do a lot of cool things in this career and go a lot of cool places. And I should take out my phone and document it more. But I'm just so, like, focused on the moment and so excited to, like, be witnessing it for myself that I can't think to grab my phone and take a picture of it. I am terrible, absolutely terrible at <laughs> You know, I kind of admire you there. That's something I've had to learn in the last year. I was One of my bread and butter things with my career is social media. And when I spend time right. with my kids, I find that, you know what? I don't need to take a picture of this. I just need to enjoy the right. moment. And I, I admire you saying that. I think more people should be doing that. It, but here's the thing that I'll say that um, really put a new perspective, gave me a new perspective on capturing everything that's happened in my life because I, I do want to be able to look back and see this. My, my grandmother passed away like last year and so sorry they to hear like, that. cleaned out her house. And, oh, yeah, thank you so much. But they like cleaned out the house and, and sold all the stuff. And uh, my grandfather was in the war, I think it was the Korean War, and no, never talked about it. Like he didn't, he, did, he literally did not uh, talk a day about it. And we, and me and my grandfather, pretty close you know we we talked about a lot uh he was you know he's super uh helpful in a lot of life lessons but um my dad was like we found these old pictures but you can only see them through this projector it was called like enneagram or something mm-hmm. like that pictures and so over christmas we got it out you know my family my wife and i and we sat in the living room and put like a sheet on the wall and looked at these photos and it was pictures of like him in korea and all the things that he had seen and like what he worked on the planes he worked on his crew uh, and they were just unbelievable pictures i feel like they should belong in a museum somewhere but i was like i, I want to leave something like this for my family to see what i did you know so uh, i kind of have a new perspective <laughs> as of like you know 10 20 days ago well you have other band members so maybe they could just do it right. for you <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, they they are, and and now you know we're fortunate enough to have a guy out on the road that is capturing yeah. everything we do. Um, he 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 does all our social media. He does a lot of our photos and videos, and but he doesn't you know he doesn't just capture that. He captures like ten hours a day of footage, even cool. of us just hanging out and talking about an idea. He wants to have everything. So <laughs> no, yeah, he that's his job. Like he is only he just focuses on capturing photos and and, and videos and moments and things like that so it's pretty cool to be at a place to have that in our career all right uh trip i know we're running out of time here you got to get uh going for the day and probably playing your next stop here very soon but i gotta ask have you been to idaho before with the band yeah we uh we we played in idaho before i kind of don't remember where i'm not really (laughs) sure uh which part we played in but i do remember um thinking we we've been to idaho (laughs) yeah well hey i'm sure some nights are like that. It is. It's, it's become quite the whirlwind. Um, like right now, we have a show tonight, and I can't couldn't tell you where we are right now. So looking forward to the uh, show trip at the Revolution Concert House. It's going to be on January 17th. The doors open at 7. We are so excited to have the band Lanco right here in the Treasure Valley. Oh, uh, yeah, man. We, we're excited as well. You know, we put together a cool little show uh, for everyone. And then we've got this girl, Kaylee Hammock, that's coming out to, to open the night for us. And um, she's brand new. People are going to get like a first look at her before she even has music out. And she's you know, she's awesome. She's really, really good lob. So uh, we're excited about this this thing we got coming your way, and it's going to be a rowdy night. So y'all come out and kick it with us. Uh, Trip, forgive me, really quick. What was that name again? Kaylee Hemmick. Uh, listeners, when you Google Kaylee Hemmick, maybe her first search result will be, I am terrific at tweeting. <laughs> yeah, she may be awesome at tweeting. If she takes notes from me, then she hasn't tweeted in three years. <laughs> Trip, thank you so much for joining us on the Kiss at 92.3 Hotline, and we'll see you in six days. And, buddy, I can't wait to meet you. Yeah, Rick, I appreciate it, man. I look forward to seeing you all at the show.